Welcome to the Biology of Trauma podcast, the show that provides professionals with the knowledge and tools for effective science-based solutions for the trauma healing journey. I am your host, Dr. Amy, and I've done the hard work so you can stop your endless searching, have a roadmap for your own work, and be able to help others more powerfully. Welcome to this episode of the Biology of Trauma podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amy. Tori is an accountant in the greater Atlanta, Georgia area and was stuck. Stuck in her physical health, but also in her trauma work. And that's not where things had started for her. She was once a marathon runner, successful accountant, had managed her health issues, but they got to the point that she could no longer ignore them. And then she had some head injuries and the last 10 years for her have been very different. What if you were her therapist? Do you know how head injuries and brain inflammation affects one's ability to do trauma work and specifically somatic work? What if you are her health practitioner and you see that she is reacting to everything, lights, sounds, time on the computer? Do you know how to recognize brain inflammation and how to support them and the trauma work that you should refer them to do? In this episode, we will be answering the question, How does brain fog and brain inflammation affect somatic trauma work? This podcast has three sections. The first section is what is brain inflammation? How do we get it? The second section is the connection between brain inflammation and the trauma response. And the third section is on what to do about brain inflammation. Join me as we jump into Tori's story. My name is Tori. I live in the Atlanta, Georgia area, and I was um, an accountant for many years um, and then um, have had a lot of health challenges for about 10 years now. So like first started noticing my symptoms was more like 35 years ago, but for a long time, it was very manageable. And I, you know, had a, a career. I did a marathon, things like that. So I had managed to kind of work around the health challenges that I was having. And then about 10 years ago, um, I started significantly declining where I could not keep up like level of activity. And for me, the, the whole time I would say it did feel like brain inflammation was involved, but especially over that last 10 year period, um, I had a couple of head injuries that I think factored into that. Um, but, but cognitively is where I really started um, suffering. Um, I was, and accountant again. So all of my work was just all cognitive tasks. And um, I've continued to um, have more cognitive challenges than physical. The physical is tough too, but for me, the cognitive is where I have the biggest challenges. And also it's the aspect that makes me feel least myself. Um, If I have a physical challenge, sometimes I can push through that and, and, you know, do something today and then I'm just going to pay for it tomorrow. But the cognitive stuff I find very frustrating because it's not something I can push through um, when that happens. I feel like it's just, you know, it's very limiting for me. Being in that, um, the severity of my brain fog was just really making um, communication challenging. to, it was hard for me to like be present in the converse in the conversation and also just with the with the trauma too like I had just gone through a number of you know really difficult experiences were making that f- feeling of connection with others felt very challenging 
I've been so pleased um, working with Dr. Amy because in the past I was trying a lot of different things um, to work on trauma and I just didn't feel I was making a lot of progress. And at one point I made a list of all the things that were triggering me and I was just it was very upsetting to see how many, you know, different things were bothering me. So it's like, I felt I was putting like all of this effort into trying to get better and I wasn't really making much progress. And it felt like really more, I was having trouble with more things, like not, not less things. And I think by being someone who has chronic illness and who had the, the head injuries, um, I, I do feel that this aspect of the brain inflammation like had to be addressed in my case to make any kind of progress around trauma. I think I was someone who, who really needed that, as, that um, additional aspect of addressing the brain inflammation. Brain inflammation had to be addressed in Tori's case for her to make any kind of progress around trauma. With brain inflammation, she wasn't able to stay present in the conversations and connecting with others felt very challenging. And when we aren't able to connect well with others, it is normal to think that I need to go to therapy for making my life and my relationships better. But what if we have brain inflammation? Well, first of all, how do we get brain inflammation? Events happen that are called priming events. Priming events are big enough that they activate the immune cells in the brain called microglia to unleash an army of inflammatory markers. Now, this is intended to be a response to kill off all invading enemies, but it damages the innocent bystanders in the process. And once we have had a priming event, it doesn't take as much stress in the future to activate that same inflammation response from those same microglia. So we call those microglia primed microglia, because they have been through a priming event. So they are primed microglia. Primed so that with less stress, they will activate and unleash the same inflammation response. So now you're not only dealing with the initial priming event, but you can have flare-ups of brain inflammation in response to stressors. Now you may notice brain fog or headaches, light sensitivity, anxiety, decision fatigue after a night of poor sleep or eating food that caused some bloating and inflammation in your gut, or maybe an emotional stressor around your family or work. And this is because of the brain inflammation unleashed by these activated microglia. What does this have to do with trauma work though? Oh my goodness, everything. Let's get back to Tori's story. And then I will explain how the trauma response causes brain inflammation and brain inflammation will cause a trauma response. Dr. Amy recommended some um, supplements that were um, things like resveratrol, curcumin, um, fish oil, butyrate, I think were some of the main ones. Um, And one thing that I really appreciated about her also is that in the past, I've not tended to tolerate many things, and I tended to just add things slowly and like see how I was doing. And I felt she helped me get over a hurdle there by saying that with the brain, she talks about how you have to kind of throw everything at it. And and I think in my case, that was true that I kind of need all of those um, things. And um, so th- those are the ones that have um, that I, I've stuck with. Mm-hmm. 
for me, it's been over a year now. And I, at one point, tried to stop some of those. I had made a different change that I thought was helping enough that I no longer needed those. And I had a, a step back and I'm, um, you know, having to make progress again by adding them, adding them back again. So it, it confirmed for me that, that, um, I do really need those in my case. In addition to the supplements, um, also I felt Dr. Amy, um, really encouraged me to, to rest my brain as needed. And that's something I had already, you know, knew was important for me, but I think that the ways that she described it helped me like implement it even, you know, take it to heart more. I, I took her advice to heart a lot. And so it's, for me, it's a combination of, combination of supplements and rest. And then also adding in the um, somatic experiencing from the 21 day course, um, all of those for me have been um, committed to me. And, and I feel that I needed um, that somatic experiencing and the supplements both. I, I felt um, were a good complement to each other in my case. What the somatic experiencing, a way that that has helped is um, the course made me realize that I was spending a lot of time in just a state of freeze. Um, and so for me, I think that some of that, um, I still, I still have brain fog, but some of that fog was when I was in that state of, um, that we, we would call it a freeze state. And so the somatic experiencing is like making me more aware of what state I'm in. And, and I think by paying more attention, I'm spending less time in freeze. It's, it's not that I, you know, never go there anymore, but it mm-hmm. cut, cut down on it a lot for me. One thing that caused me to, to seek out, particularly the 21 day course was I, I felt like a lot of this was interfering with my relationships with other people and, and my friendships and relationships with family, with dating, things like that. So um, by being able to be like more engaged, I think then when I'm with talking with someone, it's easier to connect when I'm, you know, not in that fog. I'm able to, you know, focus on our conversation. And, and so I'm feeling more of that connection with other people, which is that was a big motivation for me just to um, to look into all of this. That was something that I place a lot of value on. And so that um, has been a, a big plus for me. I can definitely see that I can, you know, do different tasks for, you know, longer periods of time. I enjoy reading. So I could I could see the progress by, um, you know, the number of books I could read in a month or something like that. So I could, I could see it in various ways um, that I was experiencing improvements. But that connection with others is, is just something that I really value. I will have to say, it was wonderful watching Tori through this process and seeing the changes as they were happening, watching her connect better with people in the 21-day journey and be more present in her life, and then having her share that she had driven a couple hours to see her stepson. She could read more books. Her focus fatigue was easing up. This is why I do what I do. Now, brain inflammation. There are different degrees, and so there are different degrees of symptoms that each person can have. For those with a history of a head injury, that is a clear priming event. And there are many other types of priming events. That's one of the easiest ones to identify. So every therapist should be asking their clients about prior head injuries 
so that you know what kind of brain you are working with. If you are working with a brain in inflammation, ooh, that is a very different brain than one that is not in inflammation. What we hear next from Tori in her story will bring that point home. When she started working with me, she was in bed a lot of the time, not able to sit up at a desk for even an hour at a time. And so I'm so excited for her to share next what she's been able to do. A brain inflamed is a brain in overwhelm. And overwhelm is the trauma response of the body. This trauma response is the intelligent response of our autonomic nervous system. So let's not get mad at it. This is the intelligent response of our autonomic nervous system to go into energy conservation in order to survive. This is a survival response. When the brain has inflammation, it will go into what we call the freeze or trauma response. Why? Because constant inflammation is overwhelming to the nerve cells. The trauma response is the response to overwhelm. The nerve cells can't escape from the inflammation. They can't walk away, hang up the phone or say, I need to take a break now. It is inescapable threat. When our brain goes into energy conservation mode, what will you notice? It does not want to solve hard problems. It does not want to think. It does not want to read. It wants to do things that are mindless, that don't take much energy. It wants to go on autopilot. Its processing speed is slowed down. So you may notice that you drop things and normally you'd be able to catch them and your processing speed is just slowed down. So you're watching it fall and unable to respond fast enough. You find yourself just going through the motions. It can sometimes feel like you are trying to clear the fog or cobwebs in your brain to think clearly. I have come to discover that when my brain is in inflammation, it is never the time to make big decisions, never the time to make important decisions. And what I've also discovered along the way is that brain inflammation and the trauma response is bi-directional, meaning brain inflammation causes a freeze or trauma response. And a trauma response will cause brain inflammation. Get this, when I was first tracking my freeze response and I would be at work talking to an attending physician, I was still in residency, and they would say something that was a complete trigger for me. I would immediately feel this knot in my stomach. And depending on the degree, the tightness of that knot, I begin to know, is this just going to be a stress in this moment, or is this going to be a trauma response? If it became a trauma response, my energy would drain. And I could tell that a few hours later, I would have the fatigue and the brain fog and the light and sound sensitivity and just want to curl up into a ball. Brain inflammation is so connected with the freeze and trauma response that it is part of the core curriculum. I teach those professionals in the biology of trauma certificate training program and this is specifically in the freezing energy module, where we are looking at the critical elements of working with the freeze response. So my point that I want you to understand is that brain inflammation and the freeze or the trauma response is bidirectional. So that brain inflammation will cause a trauma response, will cause the nervous system to go into overwhelm as it is bathed in inflammation. And... When we go into the trauma response for other reasons, it will cause that brain inflammation. It is part of the intelligent design of the survival response. 
Now, I'm so glad to share with you what happens next with Tori. So we're going to jump back into her story because this is not where the story ends. And thankfully, we can break this cycle and this bi-directional feedback cycle and start to see some progress with both the brain inflammation and our freeze response. Let's finish up with Tori's story. What had happened prior to, um, you know, finding Dr. Amy, I had been very sick. And so I was kind of working up from being in bed a lot of the time to being able to um, sit up at a desk like I am sitting up right now. So it was like a big step for me to be able to spend, you know, hours a day sitting at a desk again, which is not something I've been able to do in quite a while. And I could really measure my progress by how much time I could spend on Zoom. And so those classes that I was doing with Dr. Amy, I was I was seeing that progress, not just that um, I was able to be um you know, student in the course. And then at one point I was a mentor in the course. So I was able to see that I could, um, you know, I was doing a, a lot better um, on, on Zoom. And so then um, last, it was right out a year ago, I had a concussion. And so I went from this, like, I had, I had worked so hard for all of that progress. And then it was just, you know, felt like it was lost overnight. Um, and I, I did need, um, you know, a lot, a lot of rest for a couple of months there and then having to build up. And, and then unfortunately, as I was improving, I um, got COVID after that. So it's been a couple of big um, setbacks for you know, cognitively, but that's where I really see that um, I feel that these supplements are helping with that recovery because um, that was my second concussion. So I could kind of see that this rent, this recovery went, you know, differently than the prior one by having those um, supplements in place. And at one point too, after COVID, I thought maybe this is like too, maybe I'm taking too many um, supplements and, and it kind of tried to cut back and, you know, sure enough, I needed, I really need those. And it gets better when I add them back. So I think that it, um, I would say my recovery is going faster than before. And then also I feel it's helped me to, um, I think the somatic experiencing course like helped me to handle this better. This it's so frustrating to, you know, work so hard for all that progress and then to, you know, to lose it so quickly. So I think it's been helping me, you know, cope with, cope with it. So, so I'm not where I'm nowhere near how I was, you know, 15 years ago when I could, could, um, do you know 80 hours a week at my old job that kind of thing um but I'm just I'm very pleased with the progress that I made um because with the chronic illnesses that I have um brain fog is just a huge frustration for those of us with that and I I don't feel the doctors offer much solutions for brain fog um and, and so to find something that works has I've been very pleased it definitely helps me. Um, I, and I, and I feel it's kind of, um, it feels kind of like I'm climbing a hill, like I'll like make some progress and it, it's not like I take it and I'm like, you know, better or not. It's like steady progress that I'm making. Um, but some ways that I noticed that is I'm was, um, struggling so much that even like light or noise can be too, you know, too much for me. Like it was just me out. Like it was hard to even like watch a a television show, something like that. I was like that level of tired cognitively. And so um, for me, I can start to notice like early on that it will, um, 
you know, I can notice that I'm tolerating more of that stimulation. And then I do um, some like games and puzzles, like trying to improve my cognition. I, I did see a doctor recently who tested my, um, did some cognitive tests on me. And he said that I was testing as well as his staff did. And so that told me that, that this stuff is working because in the past I had done some cognitive tests um, and not been able, you know, to do, to do as, as well. So I do feel I'm seeing progress. Making progress. As with all biology changes that trauma causes in the body and the biology that will keep us stuck in a trauma response, it does take time. And if you have brain inflammation, it will definitely take time. How would you know if you have brain inflammation? You can look for priming events. You can look at how your response to stress has changed over time. For priming events, have you had any head injuries, anything from an actual concussion and loss of consciousness, like I have had twice, or even just whiplash? Is your stress response changing over time, or is it different one day from the next? The more cycles of brain inflammation you have, the easier it will be to trigger brain inflammation in the future with less and less stress. What we call our window of tolerance, how much stress we can hold, that window of tolerance begins to narrow, causing a person to be pushed more easily into overwhelm and the freeze response and brain inflammation. And the thing is, brain inflammation will predispose us to even more overwhelm. So you find yourself more overwhelmed and more wanting to just do things mindlessly. You may get irritated at simple decisions or people invading your quiet time. The time that you are able to give to something, you notice that your focus is just not what it used to be or as long as you used to be able to focus. I did not know the role of brain inflammation. And with time, my brain inflammation got so bad, especially after my second concussion, that I would have to lay down and take naps in between patients when the inflammation was active. What again, we call my primed microglia became activated due to an additional stressor that it used to be able to handle fine. As I continued further in my somatic experiencing training and then additional advanced somatic training, like Tori, I could only tolerate so much work in therapy. Remember trauma work and therapy is work. It is a stress. It requires energy. If your clients have brain inflammation, they will not be able to tolerate as long of sessions and as deep of work. And sometimes in the moment they can seem fine, but it's afterwards that they go home and they start to feel like they're just walking through a daze and doing things mindlessly. And they have a flare up of their brain inflammation that you don't see in the office because it doesn't hit until afterwards. This is what happens if we do too much therapy solutions. Ah, like Tori found, it is the combination of working on the biology that is driving the trauma response and working on the trauma response that is driving the brain inflammation. So you take the supplements for brain inflammation. You do the sensory rest. If you would like help in putting that all together, you make an appointment with the biology of trauma health coach, get started. If you are ready to break the cycle of brain inflammation, the biology piece is essential, but won't be enough on its own. You will need to do the trauma work so that you don't keep going into the freeze response and triggering that brain inflammation. 
That is what I do in the 21 day journey. That would be your place to start. I guide you into becoming an expert in your own nervous system and how to shift out of the free state and eventually be able to not even go into that trauma response. Brain inflammation does not go away on its own. So whether this is for you, your patients, your clients, or all of the above, consider how brain inflammation affects our ability to do the trauma work, to do therapy, to live our best lives, to be focused and take that first step. This is the Biology of Trauma podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amy. I thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you on the next one. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe. We definitely will learn, laugh, and sometimes cry together on this healing journey, and you won't want to miss an episode. Give my podcast five stars, share it with a friend or colleague. If you felt an impact as it truly helps get the word out and breaking the paradigm of how we do trauma work. I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Until then, this is your host, Dr. Amy, sending you lots of love.